Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxie here. Homies, it's time to talk about the Backdoor Cover Book Club. Y'all want to see the other nuts bets and even parlays that our Backdoor Boys bet? Have you ever wondered how these homies make up for their bad beats? Well, that's what the book club is for. By joining our Patreon for just $25 a month, you can see all the other wackadoodle bets we make on a daily basis. It's a private Discord server full of everything from Arches, CSGO, and Darts winners that'll make you sing 180 to Steve's flaming Hot Golf Picks and the Big Brain Phil Racing Picks, too. Head on over to thedgens.net or everyonehateswentz.com, and you, too, can put on your reading glasses and join us in the book club. Hey gang, welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil. Got a little special treat for you tonight. A special co-host. It's Saxy Maxie. Saxy, what's happening? Howdy, Phil. It is a pleasure to be joining you here on a Friday, a Friday the 13th, uh, especially here. Uh, anything spooky happen to you today? I mean, it's kind of uh, a day where some weird stuff could happen. So any Final Destination-like scenarios or do you receive a vote from like a haunted camp on a lake or anything like that? No, no, uh, no weird votes came in, but it is election time, so everybody's crazy. And uh, man, I'm just glad it's the weekend. It is, it is tough this time of year in the government. So here we are. I we feel made like it. it. I feel like it's tough all times of year with the government. Is it not? <laughs> um, it, I, I'm not at liberty to discuss. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Well, let's talk some football, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. You know, it's already uh, off to a rousing start with uh, those the Broncos Chiefs, right? Yeah, man. Um, you're real funny because I lost my only play on Thursday night, which was Jarek McKinnon over eight and a half rushing yards. It then moved to seven and a half. That should have been my, my first clue that I was in the, a bad territory there. The under, I was thinking, you know, the game script would be a lot of running the ball. The Chiefs would open up a big lead. The Broncos hung around, and McKinnon had zero carries. I feel like a moron. Yeah, that was that was a nuts game. A, bit. a lot of unexpectedness, uh, especially with Denver's defense kind of holding without breaking too badly for most of the game. Uh, you know, obviously ending with kind of death by paper cuts or a handful of NFL-style paper cuts in the form of Harrison Butker field goals, <laughs> you know. But really felt like I, I mean, I don't know. It was it is. I guess the world loves seeing uh, Sean Payton lose on national television, though, which I guess is admittedly kind of entertaining in itself. Phil, I don't know how you feel about uh, enjoying that. Uh, Denver probably just feels like this. For, uh, they they have absolutely mortgaged their future uh, to bring in Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. It's absurd. Um, and is Sean Payton like the most hated guy in the NFL now? I mean. He could have gone to any team he wanted in the offseason. He could have waited for the Chargers job, which is probably going to open up here soon. And he instead went to Denver. And boy, that has turned into just an awful, awful situation. I mean, uh, Jerry Judy is about to be on his way out. I think they just let go of Frank Harris. I mean, this is this is an absolute seller and they have no way to refill the coffers. I mean, this team is terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. And I, I I mean, I don't know if Jerry G is going to find a way to uh, find a new job after the stuff that Steve Smith said. I don't know if you uh, were watching that or if you saw some of that noise that was happening, but he got torn a new one by Steve Smith on the pregame. It was a little uh, I, I mean, it, 
obviously players play and uh we we saw what mcdaniel said uh or uh yeah or who was it uh uh, uh the uh, uh Nate you know I'm, not, I'm not sure no no no, no. it yeah. was it was it was it was mcdaniel's about bringing in um who was the locker room uh the toxic locker room guy in chicago didn't they just bring oh. that guy in into Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, right, right, yes. right, right. That that whole that whole situation. I mean, I, players will play. It seems like they'll be brought into places like that. But or we'll, we'll, we'll get, the talent will try and be uh, solved by some coach. But I don't know if uh, this team really has anything going for it for the rest of the season. It's really hard to 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 watch this Denver squad. And my goodness, I, how how did they not cover? That that number. How did they not cover that for us? Al Michaels mentioned it at the end of the game. That was the real stinger for me. I think. You know what hurts the most is the the lack of respect. Well, yeah, I think we were stop on, whining. Oh dang! He came right back at me with my own soundboard. <laughs> I know. That's well, tough. I, I I have to I have to start getting used to this, right? Yeah, yeah. But Al Michaels did mention it, and that is awesome. I love when when he sneaks that in there. He said that the. Uh, the eleven point game. Not a lot of games end on ten and a half, so it was pretty important to somebody. I was like, "How Michaels, my man, you know? I'll just yeah. take this this losing ticket right to the bank, you dick." Yeah, but, he, uh, he, I, I, I love I love the way that Al Michaels brings that stuff up. And, and Al Michaels is, I mean, he's definitely in the twilight of his career. But it seems like he's he had more fun in the booth last night, at least somehow, than uh, than, than uh, some of the more recent uh, Thursday night affairs with Amazon. So, and I don't know if you've been watching the Amazon product. Do you like the uh, what's it called when they do? They have the circles under the players and they do all that shit. Have you have you have you witnessed that? It's it's weird, and then they have like the um, like the the glow players, like with the yellow reflective thing. I mean, there's some there's some cool stuff. I don't know if yeah. it'll all stick, but um, yeah. there's some neat things. I also heard uh, today while listening on the radio that Al Michaels has never eaten a vegetable in his entire life. Yeah, I, have you I, heard that? I have heard that. You know, and in fact, I saw the interview where he talks about that, and he he basically proves that like uh, you you really do not need uh, vegetables to uh, exist as a human, essentially, which is fascinating. And also, uh, I, I can't imagine what that has gastrointestinally done to him over the years, and the kind of situations that has put him in. Crawl through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. I think that's Al Michaels right there. That, that sums it up. But I, I think that's enough talking about Thursday night. Let's talk about what hasn't happened yet. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. What, what, what do you want to go to? Listen, I want to talk about the Colts Jaguars. This is a, just a, a homer play for me. Oh, yeah. uh, I see that the Colts are four and a half point dogs. The Jaguars are coming home from, from London. And I got a couple plays on this game. The first right. thing I'm looking at is a player prop. I don't have many player pro- many player props this week, but I am going with Calvin Ridley over 61 and a half receiving yards. Uh, number one, we know that Calvin Ridley likes to gamble. So yes. if he's going to gamble and risk, you know, being suspended forever, he's going to take an over because overs are fun and you, you can bet on himself. So why not? But uh, X's and O's. He, uh, in, in the previous meeting of these two teams, he caught eight of 11 targets and he had 101 yards. Um, last weekend against the Bills, he had seven catches for 122 yards on eight targets. He's only had less than seven targets one time this year. The Colts are the 28th ranked defense in yards allowed and 28th in passing yards against. Now, they are pretty stout against the run. They are pretty good at creating pressure. But I don't think those two things matter here. 
Give me Calvin Ridley over 61 and a half receiving yards. Ooh, I, I, I like that. I, I absolutely like that. And I th- listen, divisional matchups are weird, but uh, you do see a lot of similar play year over year and some of that stuff. I and I, I, I do enjoy I, I would absolutely hop on this with you. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley is the guy in Jacksonville. Uh, he oh, just yeah. he has cemented himself as the guy. And it, it seems to me that. Boy, the Jaguars team probably could have went a lot further last year if they had a true number one. So I like Calvin Ridley here to to get some usage props. I'm going to take the the reception yards in this one. Um, as for the game, Saxy, I'm going to put on my Colts hoodie and I'm going to grab these four and a half points on the road. Reason being, sir, mm-hmm. is the Jaguars offense going to be sleepy? You know, they, they've been over in London for two weeks. They're coming back home. Jet lag is a real thing. Also, the first game, the Jaguars beat the Colts by 10, but I think that scoreline was a little misleading. This was a ball game for about 55 minutes in, in, until it became a two-score thing. The Jaguars are 0-5 against the spread when laying four-plus points in the Trevor Lawrence era. So I think that, that the Colts' good offensive line will keep Gardner Minshew clean. He's been efficient thus far this year. He's got a 69% completion percentage, and he's getting first-team reps this week. They also just got Jonathan Taylor back. Zach Moss has been a great answer at running back in, you know, in, in his uh, absence. The D-line does create pressure for the Colts. The Jaguars have some injuries as well. They've been playing on cement for the last two weeks. So I think all that stuff added up. I'm going to take the Colts plus four and a half. It is a homer bet, but it's one I like a lot. I... I dig this. I absolutely. This doesn't feel like a homer bet to me. You know, divisional matchups, they are weird. Catching uh, four and a half points like this on the road, that, that feels pretty good, uh, especially for a Colts team that it feels like can cover, especially with Gardner Minshew uh, in there at quarterback. I mean, did they not uh, surprise win last time with him uh, starting a game? I mean, I, I feel like, I, or uh, I believe, right? So I, I feel like he's uh, he's the kind of quarterback that uh, we can follow on this. And I, what would you think about a money line in this? What what can we get on a money line on this? I mean, is that is that crazy? Are you am I insane for suggesting that even? I don't think it's crazy. In fact, uh, Eggberger, you know, on the Wednesday show, mm-hmm. we always do like a round robin parlay. Uh, we we pick five underdogs on the money line. And we'll play the three, four, and five legs. We'll sprinkle it. It'll be one unit total amongst however many bets that equals. Uh, but the Colts will certainly be in it this week. I see that we can catch a plus 180 at DraftKings. That, that's Oof. probably worth playing all by itself. Um, I had mentioned on a couple shows that I like Gardner Minshew in short spurts. I don't think time has run out on him yet. You know, I, I, I think that that glass slipper still fits, <laughs> at least for now. So I'm, I'm on the Colts and I like it a ton. Absolutely. Well, and it looks like that line may be shrinking too. It's at four and a half, four at some books. So I, uh, and it says six and a half is what it opened at. So if that's the case, I mean, my goodness, this is, uh, get on it. Well, you can. This is, this is the right time to record. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. So, uh, Saxy, I know talking pre show that we both have a feel for this Lions Bucks game. Now, the Bucks are piloted by my probably all time favorite quarterback. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. It's on the birth certificate. How do you feel about the Lions laying three visiting Tampa? Yeah, well, we, we uh, alluded to it on the Wednesday show, like you said, but I like the Lions this week. Maybe I'm a, I, I'm a little bit slow on the get up with those Lions, but I, I've fallen in love with them over the last couple of weeks. They have taken care of business. They have kind of proven to me that they are a team that is uh, 
capable of covering these kinds of numbers, that, that is capable of taking care of business. And I'm not by any means saying that Tampa Bay is some kind of, you know, uh, POS operation or something like that. I, I think that they are a plucky team that is uh, doing a great job this year, although one of their wins may have come against a very fraudulent Vikings team. So I don't necessarily know how fully uh, to judge that uh Tampa Bay seasons exactly so far uh, based on some of their opponents. And I think that the Lions have more or less shown over time or over the season so far that they are worth me trusting this week minus those three points. So I am on the Lions minus the three right now. Looks like I can get minus 105 at FanDuel. Bye, bye, bye. I'm with you. I'm on this Lions thing as well. Not really a surprise. We we did the, the high five through the virtual camera here on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I like the Lions team, man. And it, it's sort of like playing amateur psychologist with what and how the market reacts. They were a big favorite, I guess, uh, of the public, a public darling, if you will, last season because of hard knocks. And then some of that carried over to this year. They, they had a lot of traction. Um, suddenly, you know, you, you, there, there's a, a disparity between the public betters and the, the professionals. But I, I think that the professionals are starting to trust this Lions team a little bit more. Last weekend, they, they, just absolutely blasted a bad Carolina team. They were up 35 to 10 before Carolina put on some meaningless touchdowns, two late ones. Um, but that was without Jameer Gibbs. That was without Amon Ross St. Brown and some other pieces. And they're all going to be back. Um, this team, I think, is really starting to click. Nothing against the Bucs. I, I, I do like the Bucs, uh, and they've overperformed a little bit this year. We've seen Baker really protect the football, be really good on third downs. I like the Lions here. Lane three on the road. It's tough, but I'm on the Lions with you minus the three. I love this moral support. I feel very warm and fuzzy inside with it. <laughs> it's not moral support, Saxy. I'm going to have a ticket. So we're, we're in there together. We're in the trenches. I love it. I love it, Phil. All right, buddy. I've got another one that I want to touch on to maybe okay. get, get a couple feelings from you, and it involves Ooh. your Minnesota Vikings. Oh, God. Uh, they are playing the Chicago bears this week and how can they be minus three on the road to anybody? I, I, I just, I don't understand it. Um, but the first player prop for this game, I, it, this is the other one that I have up oh, and I have one more after that. I'm teasing it. Uh, but I have a player prop here. I'm going Jordan Addison over 51 and a half receiving yards. Um, this thing is like a layup, especially with Justin Jefferson going down. He's headed to the IR this is probably going to be a super, super public play, but sometimes the public gets it right, and I'm, I'm hopping on. The line hasn't moved much. I'm seeing 51 is pretty static across the market. I am seeing some 52s, but um, 51 and a half, let's go get it on Friday night. The Bears are 31st in pass defense. They give up 286 yards per game. They've given up 12 touchdowns through the air this year. Jordan Addison, he had nine targets last week. He's got 249 yards this season. That was with a goose egg two weeks ago. Um, He's been over 52 yards in four out of the five games. He's also on my fantasy team. So I'm going to be invested in this in quite a few ways. I like Jordan Addison here to get to the window with at least 52 receiving yards. I, I absolutely, I'm on this with you. Listen, I will, I, homerism aside, I will be on this one with you. I, would love to see this team, uh, my, my Vikings succeed here. Uh, but you know, they, they, they really aren't this season. Uh, looking at the last few times these two teams have played though, I mean, uh, the Vikes have put up 
over 29 or more points in the last three meetings between these two teams. So the Vikings have put up points. They, and the only way you put up points is by moving down the field. And the only way you're going to do that is by feeding your wide receivers, feeding other players. And Addison, uh, as you mentioned, coming into the Jefferson role here, uh, I, I guess we haven't seen him be a, a first banana in, in this league just yet. We, we haven't seen him try and fit that role. But uh, based on what he's done so far, it seems like he, he can fit that mold and he can at least get over. You said 51 and a half. 51 I mean, and a half. That feels very layup zone. That feels very layup zone, Phil. So I, I, I am on this with you. Yeah, I mean, the guy was a stud uh, at Pitt, and then he, I think he won the Bolitnikoff Award there in college, then he transferred to USC, and he was outrageous with Caleb Williams. This guy can play some ball, and, um, you know, I'm just I'm lucky and happy that the Vikings got a wide receiver named Jordan because last year I called Justin Jefferson Jordan Jefferson, and I felt like a moron for 12 weeks. So here we are. I'm playing a Jordan Addison prop for the Minnesota Vikings. So let's do that. But uh, for the game, pivoting i'm going i'm doing the old zigzag theory i'm taking chicago and the points i just like i said i can't see minnesota laying three on the road to anybody minnesota also has a terrible pass defense they're 22nd um dj moore is licking his chops to get a shot at these guys in his last two games he's had nine catches for 131 yards and a touchdown then on thursday night he had 10 for 230 and three touchdowns chicago is getting some players back on defense multiple starters and Chicago has a little bit of a rest advantage since they played on Thursday. So I like Chicago plus the three, and I'm very, very sorry. Listen, I, I can't help but uh, understand why you would feel that way. Even, even as a Minnesota Vikings homer right now, I can't, I can't understand why the Vikings on the road especially uh, w- would be favored in any way. Uh, you know, Chicago also coming off their first win of the season here. So, you know, it, it, maybe they, they're able to string some together. Individual matchups tend to be weird. Chicago at home, I mean, I'm seeing a money line here at plus 132. I'm sure that there's maybe something a little bit more uh, 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 better than that that's available. I don't know. I, 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 I would be tempted to look at this money line as well. A, a, am I insane? No, no. The 140 at Caesars feels good. It'll probably end up in that round-robin parlay that I talked about. So oh boy. Um, I'm going to add that to my little mental checklist to revisit later uh but it's your turn Saxy, and i know you wanted to hit that ravens titans game because we're all degenerates here and this game goes off before your show starts so tell me about your angle on the ravens titans well exactly and we got to get in on this because we don't have any of the f1 this week uh any of that those beautiful delicious f1 plays from y'all so uh with that in and also with the idea that i uh am maybe blind to teams that play in purple uh in this league in mind uh i I have fallen in love with the Ravens here, minus the four points. The Titans, uh, they they are a team that we do like the way that they're coached. They're coached to cover. I've said that before. They're coached to cover, and I like that. I do enjoy that about them, uh, kind of like the Rams. But unfortunately, I think they're going to be running into a buzzsaw with Baltimore this week. Baltimore has been in London since Mondays when they flew out to London. Uh, the Titans have flew in on Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, we saw what happened last week with the Bills sleepwalking through the game a bit on that Sunday morning. And I think that uh, the Ravens having gone over early is not just the advantage here. I, I think that the team is honestly more close to a touchdown better than this Titans team. Uh, the, the, the Titans team looks good when they can uh, run the ball and when, when they can run downhill. I think this Baltimore Ravens defense can kind of keep it together a little bit against these Titans and uh, prevent the, their run game from going off at least too much early on and create some separation, forcing the Titans to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hand, which 
admittedly uh, has not gone very well this season. It, it, maybe it might be better putting that in Derrick Henry's hands and having him throw the ball a little bit, uh, which, you know, he has like an, an unbelievable passer rating. What is he, like a 152 and a half passer rating? You know, one for one, one touchdown, unbelievable, right? <laughs> but, it, it, things turn out a lot better when, when uh, Derrick Henry is throwing the ball than Ryan ha- Tannehill. That is for sure. I think Tannehill absolutely stinks. And, uh, Daxie, I'm, I'm going to get behind you here. I'm going to pivot because on Wednesday I was sort of leaning the Titans. Um, I've changed my mind. I'm, I'm going to back the Ravens here and I'm going to lay the four. The Ravens have gotten a lot healthier defensively. I think there's only one starter that's going to be out. And like you said, I like the Ravens approach to the traveling more than the Titans. We saw it took Buffalo more than a, a half to wake up. They, they didn't cross the 50 yard line until about three minutes left in the second half. So, um, I really, really think the Ravens have better travel plans and I think their defense is a little bit better. And I think Lamar is going to play a little bit better. He has to. Uh, that was sort of a humiliating defeat last weekend. So I'm going to look for the Ravens to bounce back here. And I, I'm cool laying the four. I feel I, I feel very healthy with you on these games with me, Phil. You know, it's, 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 it's always good. We're, we got the mind meld going. Yeah, I mean, we're either gonna we're either gonna win a bunch of games or we're gonna lose together, and you know, still be pals yes. afterwards. So the, that's the, it. The, yeah, the good the good news is, you know, we'll we'll both be drinking at the same time. You know, we'll both have the Bingo. same amount of sweat. You know, we'll both we'll both be sweating the same way uh, all all through Sunday. And if we lose some money in the NFL, we all will definitely get it back uh, during the four o'clock hour of the NFL when the cup race uh, goes green. So we'll we'll be we'll be a okay. But um, Saxy, the next game I want to hit on. I have a thing, a blind spot for these New Orleans Saints this season. It could be because I'm extraordinarily leveraged on them to win the division, but they're taking on the Houston Texans this week. They're laying a point and a half. The over-under, which I'll mention, is 42 and a half, and I think we know why. But I'm going to be on the Saints here, laying the point and a half. I'm going to be on the under 42 and a half because the Saints are on a 14 and to one run on the under their last 15. Um, they got there last week and they scored 34 points and, and hit the under because the Patriots didn't score at all. So this Saints defense is absolutely nasty. They're fourth in passing and fourth in total yards allowed. This is probably the best defense that CJ Stroud has seen thus far this year. And they're historically pretty good against rookie quarterbacks. The Texans will be without Wide receiver, probably number one, Tank Dell. He's had 19 catches for 324 yards. Derek Carr, on the other hand, is starting to get acclimated in this offense. Uh, it helps that Alvin Kamara is back. I'm on the Saints here, minus a point and a half. But more importantly, I'm on the under 42 and a half. Ooh, I I like both of these. You know, uh, do people think that they're still betting on like a uh, Sean Payton, Reggie Bush Saints team or something like that with uh, all of these... Uh, Unders hitting so much, like it, and Vegas still setting the line as high as they do. Is that is is that it's, is that what it is? It's wild because I thought this for sure would be thirty nine and a half or something like that, but here we are, forty two and a half. It, it screams value. I'm gonna keep taking it. I'm gonna get burned one of these weeks. You know, they they have to go over at some point, but I don't think it's this week. I I like the handicap and I like the number. So oh, yeah. under forty two and a half all day. I love it. I'm with you on this. I love betting uh, for the streak to continue. I don't like betting against the streak. I like betting for the streak to continue. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be real. I bet, I bet uh, 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 against the twins' streak to uh, be ended when, uh, when it did. Because 
yeah, I, I like to see things continue for whatever strange, weird, un, uh, unhappy reason I have in my life. Uh, I guess I guess that's what it is. So, but uh, even so, that number it does feel a little strangely high. I mean, I guess C.J. Stroud has shown the propensity to be able to uh, will this Houston team to score over twenty points. But do I think that that's going to happen this week? I don't know. And as you mentioned against this defense, I don't. I, I think that he's he could get eaten up by that defense. So with that in mind, I fully am on the under here with you. And New Orleans, they, they are the better team, right? That they are the better team, right? I think so. I, I think mean, so. Yeah. To, to only be and, favored by one point feels a, a, a sus. It feels low. That, that I, I, it feels low. Uh, it does. And I know you said you like to bet on streaks to continue to happen. I'm not going to do that. I got. I'm. I'm. I'm calling it. I'm right now. I'm. I'm calling my shot, Babe Ruth style. I'm taking C.J. Stroud to throw an interception plus 124 at DraftKings. He has gone 186 attempts without throwing a pick. He hasn't thrown one in the NFL. I have a ticket for him to throw the most interceptions in the NFL, which is worthless at this point. But he hasn't seen a defense like this. Give me the plus money on him to throw his first pick. Listen. Uh, there may be some chance yet for that ticket, Phil. You know that some of these uh, other rookie quarterbacks may get hurt. They may not have a chance. Like, you know, and Bryce Young, maybe some of those uh, get re-ruled as fumbles or things like that. You never know how that happens uh, throughout the year. So we'll see what will happen uh, with that ticket. But, no, I, I like that, too. I think that this defense uh, could have a day. And C.J. Stroud, he looks uh, kind of too good. Maybe maybe it's time for a zag or a step back and uh, uh, for him. I, I think that this could be that week. So I... I love that. And plus 124, that feels uh that that feels really good. Right? Yeah, just give me give me a little plus money shot. I'll 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 hit it with a sprinkle. Um Saxy, what other games do you have? You have a uh I did have one 49ers yeah, 49ers Browns or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to look at that 49ers Browns game. You know, I was I was thinking about it. Uh, we talked about this a little bit pre-show. PJ Walker starting for the Browns this week. You know, I'm thinking this is going to maybe set up some short fields for that 49ers team. The 49ers team has had no issue scoring 30 points, and they haven't necessarily needed to have their quarterback be too involved to score those 30 points. But uh, in fact, they've had other players, in fact, play quarterback and help, uh, you know, uh, contribute to throwing for touchdowns. But I was looking at Brock Purdy passing touchdowns, uh, scoring over one and a half. It looks like on DraftKings you can get that now, plus 140, which to me felt oh. really good. I, I... I'm not the biggest like guy who seeks props out, but when I was looking through some filters and stuff, uh, I, I looked up the two plus uh, passing touchdowns filter, and when I saw that Brock Purdy was at the very bottom of the list, I, to me that that stood out. That that did not make sense that he was at, at the bottom of that list. I guess at the time, uh, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. It, it didn't make sense that he was that low, and at that number that I found, the 140. I like that. I, I think that I think that he's going to be able to pass for two touchdowns against the Browns defense this week for whatever reason. He's going to find a way. Yeah, I mean he's he's lined in there with guys like Josh Dobbs and Derek Carr and Sam Howell. I mean it doesn't make any sense because Brock Purdy just has so many weapons, and uh, we saw the reemergence of George Kittle last week. I, I guess they remembered that he plays football and and he can catch. So uh, you know they, he might catch that ticket all by himself, but Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. C-Mac is a, a weapon out of the backfield catching passes. Um, I, I like this a lot. Plus 140. I'm going to play that with my my Stroud pick. There we go. Hell yeah. I I, I love it. I, they, you know what? I like being on some of these, uh, finding a way to be on the 49ers because sometimes those 49ers lines are a little bit uh, 
they're so big. It, it, it feels a little bit stinky. This minus nine and a half. I mean, I guess if it's at nine and a half, I feel like the 49ers can cover that, but it's not enticing me right now. Do you have any thoughts on the, uh, the game itself? No, man, I've been priced out of this game for sure, especially with the PJ Walker news. And that that's, you know, just, just part that comes with it. The 49ers are rolling and, um, you know, they're, they're, they don't have any real weaknesses. I mean, they're good on defense. They're good on offense. They're good on special teams. Their coaching is good. Their personnel is good. Um, th- this team is just uh, not a play on candidate. You kind of have to get creative. So I like the Purdy prop that that feels like a way to play the game in a responsible manner. Yeah, mildly responsible. You know, we like to get involved responsibly mildly. here. We, we like to get involved responsibly here, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fire on anything, but uh, I got one more game that I'm, right, I'm going to fire on. And, you know, we, we talked about it on Wednesday. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders laying three against New England. Now, New England has been outscored 72 to three the last two games. Bill Belichick seems to be uh, in no man's land. I'm sure they're probably plotting his demise right now. And I just have one question for you. Is New England a professional football team? Like, Do they look like a professional football team? Visually right on the field, I mean, they're wearing the correct clothing, right? It's like like a Halloween right. party, you know? Like, they're, they're wearing the right clothing, but are they an actual football team? I don't know. Well, and it, that may be partially, uh, is Mac Jones an NFL quarterback, I think, is the, uh, the, the real question there. I mean, it's not like Zappy Hours looked all that much better, but uh, it's... It's it's kind of a tough tough watch with the Patriots and that number man does that stink to high heaven Think, seeing a two and a half available still uh, at some books or you know mostly threes around the board the Raiders they should be closer to a touchdown right does it not feel like would, they should be closer to a touchdown you would think you would think but Las Vegas they haven't scored more than eighteen points in a game yet which is kind of a weird way to back you know the Raiders minus two and a half or three, which I'm going to do. Um, I, I like the Raiders team. I think Devonte Adams can absolutely torch the secondary. Um, New England is in line for the fifth overall draft pick right now, which boy, how many times can they trade that backwards? You know what? what that, that's, that's a funny way that the Patriots operate. They, they've got no, they, they've drafted nobody that's actually hit in the skill positions in 10 years. I mean, it, it's incredible how, much they lack talent uh at important positions so they are getting a couple offensive linemen back but mac jones stinks bailey zappy stinks they don't have any answers this team i think is is going to quit we're going to see that on the defensive side of the ball i'm laying the two and a half and the three with vegas and i have no problems but if i lose i lose then i got outfoxed by bill belichick but i just i'm going to keep fading new england until they prove me otherwise well i mean you're betting on the better looking quarterback obviously that is that is uh, you know, tantamount to uh, making winning bets. Uh, but uh, I mean, looking at some of this other stuff, Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown, you can catch that at plus 140 right now. I just looked that guy up. That feels, I mean, does that it feel, feels does like that a- feel ta- like what's wrong with that? Well, why is it so high? Why is someone at, why, why is Caesars offering a plus 140 on this? I don't know. I mean, maybe they're looking at it like Jimmy G is turning the ball over at an uncharacteristic rate. Uh, I think that'll, you know, regress back to the mean and, and he'll protect the football a little bit better. But the guy's a an absolute just stone cold winner. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. And, you know, like you said, he's the most handsome quarterback in the NFL. So I'm I'm laying it. I could be wrong, but that's that's what I'm doing. So don't try and talk me out of it. I'm not talking I'm not gonna try and talk you out of it. In fact, I may be jumping on this one with you on Sunday. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my judgment just for now, but I uh I, I love that Raiders line right now. I 
I can't believe that it's 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 only three. I, I it's that's honestly suspicious to me. I'm gonna wait. We're we're gonna we're gonna wait and see, and then uh, I'll, I'll make a call. I I will. How about this? I will guarantee I will make a call on the Sunday show on this one. So you're telling me there's a chance? Oh, there's there's yeah. More, there is more yeah, than a chance. All right, we're teasing the Sunday show where we're going to be teamed up the teamed up again. But um, I have nothing else. I've gone through all my notes here. Do you have anything you want to give the people? Goodness, not I. I don't think I got anything else. I gotta I gotta reserve myself as much as I can and uh, withhold judgment until my uh, Friday night and su- Sunday morning brain can meld with one another. Breaking news, Saxy. We haven't touted the book club yet. If you want to join the book club, if you like our plays, then you, you got to get in. You got to get into our, our Discord server where you get everything. You get the NFL, you get golf, darts, soccer, women's polo. But most importantly, you get exclusive access to all of the Speedway Steve 2 plays, all the racing plays, IndyCar, Formula One. Even if it's three in the morning, you get Xfinity, Cup, Trucks, Futures, all of it. And you get it at the T-H-E, D-Gens, D-E-G-E-N-S dot net. You get a one-time three-day trial, and then it's 25 bucks a month after that. We are still paying the bills with our Tyler Reddick poll winner money, plus 500, no big deal. A.J. Amendinger, 12 to 1, winner, no big deal. We had a great weekend last weekend, and we would love if you would have a great weekend with us too. Join the book club. Until then, Saxy, send us home. Oh my goodness. Well, that's that's all we got for you this, tonight, I guess. So uh, come on over, say hello to us. If you want to see a little bit of that book club, you can check us out at on our Twitter at BackdoorCN, where we give out little bits of those sneak peeks. Otherwise, uh, we'll be live on at BackdoorBets uh, on Twitch on Sunday. You can join the book club, as Phil mentioned, at EveryoneHatesWins.com as well. That uh, URL is only losing value day by day, but it's okay. It will, it will remain relevant through us. Otherwise, get a job, Carson. Get a job, Carson Wentz. Maybe in the USFL XFL merger. Anywho, anyone. Uh, otherwise, until Sunday, Phil. Let's stay classy. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents. Time to make the f-ing donuts. I'm going to air horn when I bring you in.